0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy Be Human Podcast. My name is Callie, I'm your podcast host, and I am so excited that you are here today, listening or watching wherever you are. Welcome. I cannot wait to get into today's episode. We have a guest, if you're watching, you see him right next to me, and... I'll tell you who it is in a second. But before we get into this, let's start off with a little self-check-in. Just take a time to re-ground ourselves, check in with ourselves, and just see how we're feeling. So, if you want to grab a journal, if you want to do this just in your mind, I've seen you guys do it both ways, and I love it. So, wherever you are, just take a nice deep inhale through your nose, inhaling lots of love and goodness into your beautiful body, and then at the top, just slightly open your mouth and just sigh out, letting go of any tension, any limiting beliefs any doubts in your mind just release it with your breath one more time big deep inhale through your nose imagine what it feels like to be loved just flowing that feeling through those lungs all the way to the crown of your head and then slowly opening your mouth sighing out releasing anything negative in your mind and your body just let it go okay I hope you're feeling a little bit more slowed down. I want you now to ask yourself on a scale of one to 10 spice level, how am I feeling right now? 10 mean I'm feeling absolutely amazing. One being I'm not doing so hot. And just get real to yourself here. Don't be hard on yourself. Okay, now that you've a number, I want you to ask yourself, why do I feel like this? Maybe something happened in your day. Maybe nothing happened in your day. Just starting to think about it, getting some clarity around this number. And then making a promise to yourself that you're going to do one thing to make this number go up on the scale. And a follow-up question to this promise is what is that one thing you're going to do? Maybe it's listening to this podcast episode for some motivation and positivity, or maybe it's going on that run or going and doing that workout or seeing that friend. Whatever it is, make that promise to yourself and hold yourself accountable. Okay, now I want you to ask yourself, what is something that you hope to accomplish by the end of this summer? If you're listening to it in the summer. Or it can be what's something you want to accomplish in the next three months. So think of a big dream you have, a goal. It doesn't have to be something career related. It can literally be a hobby you want to do. Maybe you want to start painting pictures. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Now I want you to ask yourself... What is something that I have been resisting in my life lately? Getting real with yourself. For example, today, I had been really resisting creating my merch, even though I've been so excited about it. I've just been resisting it because it felt like a big project. And then I just sat down and did it today because John, the guy next to me, he challenged me this morning. He's like, Callie, I challenge you to do this merch. And I was like, challenge accepted. Okay, now that you have your thing you've been resisting, I want you to ask yourself, what is the first step I can take today to chip away at this thing I'm resisting? Okay, and now I want you to make a promise to yourself again. Tell yourself, I hold myself accountable to doing this, fill in the blank, whatever it is, starting today. Tell a friend, tell someone you're going to do it. Have an accountability buddy. It makes the world's difference. Okay. And last question, not really the question. I want you to think about a part of your body that you have been maybe struggling with a little bit insecurity wise. If there is part of you've been struggling with, and I want you to just touch that part of your body and tell yourself, I love this part of my body. This is an example that I always, or not an example, an exercise I always tell people to do if they're struggling with their body image and security. I've talked about it on the podcast before. You can stand in front of the mirror and just start to like hold on to whatever part of your body it is and just say it out loud, say it to yourself. Whenever you see yourself in the mirror and over time, you're going to start to learn to rewire your brain and love yourself. It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight, but it's a really great exercise to try. Okay. Oh, I've been feeling good. I've been feeling checked in. And if you ever just are feeling weird, I just challenge you to check in with yourself. It's a really great activity. You know, we've heard check in with your friends, doctors check in with you and you go to the doctor's office. But sometimes you forget to just take a second and be like, okay, what's going on with myself today? Alright, so now a little life update. I don't know if you can hear it in the mic, but I am sick. I've been sick for like Feels like two weeks at this point. It's been really frustrating, but I've been resting so much. I was in Mexico, what day is it today? It's Tuesday. I was in Mexico on Thursday through Sunday for a friend's wedding and it was one of John's friends. And we went to Monterey, Mexico. And I'd never been to Mexico before, so I was like a little bit nervous to go, but it was beautiful. This place was in like a mountain valley. It was such an interesting city because it was a big city in the middle of just mountains surrounding it. So that was super cool. Do you have any thoughts on Monterey?
1: Yeah, it's a really beautiful town. If you haven't gone, I definitely recommend going. Um, It's unique. It's not like by the coast or anything, so you're not going to get that resort tourist kind of lifestyle. But it's really beautiful if you like hiking or mountain biking uh anything like that definitely go check it out
0: yeah it was really cool and so anyways a little story time i basically kind of started feeling sick i thought i was having allergies before we left for the trip and then i don't know if it was just like the knocking of sleep at the wedding because you know it was a really fun wedding we stayed up pretty late salsa dance attempting to salsa dance that was really fun, and I woke up the next day and I was like, I feel like I got hit by a bus, and so <laughs> it was definitely a struggle traveling home while feeling like really just overall terrible. And my period started, and I was just like, Wow, I feel like I feel very, very um, what's the word? Weak. But it's been a progression, so I'm trying to just rest and recover and not be too hard on myself. But that has been a little bit of a challenge because I don't know when a sickness lasts more than like three days. It's kind of like, okay, can the stop because I feel behind but just keeping it real on here that's kind of been where I've at I've been at mentally right before this podcast in fact I had an entire mental breakdown over adulting (laughs) so if you listen to the podcast and you're like wow she has her life together I just want to keep it real and be like sometimes I don't feel like I do and that's just part of being, I guess, a 23 year old or whatever age you are. I think we all sometimes have those moments where we just feel like life is, life is challenging. But I think that struggles in our life are what makes us get stronger because if we were never challenged in our life, we wouldn't be pushed to grow into an even better version of ourselves. So I am choosing right now to look at my struggles as my strengths because it's like climbing up a mountain. Sometimes the most challenging part of climbing up a mountain is the very top because it gets super steep and rocky and it feels like so hard, but we've come a long way and it's important to keep pushing through. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed the metaphor. I want to get into today's episode. So like I said, we have a guest today, John. John is my, if you listen feels the episode a couple episodes ago, you already know this. He's my husband. We got married a month ago today, which is so crazy. I still haven't like officially posted about it really on social media. So we finally went through wedding photos we had a friend take photos for us on my camera and she took I think like 3,000 photos so shout out Ellie because you know if you like taking photos you know you gotta keep taking them constantly so you get the best candid photos she did that and we had 3,000 photos to go through so we went through that for like three four hours last night and we picked our favorites so hopefully we'll share something soon but that's update and so John I'll let you introduce yourself if anyone hasn't listened to episodes John tell us about you
1: Hi, guys. I am Callie's husband, John. Um, where do you even start? I was, I was a Wall Street trader who was, like, hearing from God that I should quit my job, and I prayed about it a lot, and I quit my job, and God provided in so many different ways, opening doors so that we could leave New York without any penalty, like, random money from my grandfather that, like, my mom got after she like forgave him and he was like, Oh, I just don't need this money anymore. And she was like, well, because this is an answered prayer, like I'm going to give this to my kids who probably need it more than, than I do right now. And just like all these different things, like I overpaid in taxes cause I was in New York and whatever, I guess I was paying conservatively. And so like all these different things like God provided financially, but also um, like emotionally and mentally and physically, like there's been a lot of healing, Um, right before I started my job on wall street, like I had a pretty bad eating disorder and a lot of like depression and anxiety that I wasn't really aware of. Um, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself, especially like during COVID. Um, and then like not seeing a lot of people and isolating myself for the CFA exam, which is, um, you know, pretty hard finance test where you like, I mean, you have to study a lot. It's like the MCAT, I guess, for finance. Um, Anyways, there's been a lot of healing in that, but I went to Arkansas. So woo pig, uh, all my Razorbacks out there. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Callie and I both appreciate it. Uh, go hogs and go Canes. Canes. (laughs) (laughs) That's, um, you Miami and yeah, I'm from Houston. Callie and I met in math class in high school and yeah, we've been married for one month now.
0: And if you want to know more about our relationship, we have an entire episode on our relationship We have honestly several there's one about like codependency and there's one about something else our engagement I don't know if I record that by myself or if you want it I don't even know but there's a lot on our relationship so go check it out but if you have more questions too just always feel free to dm me you can dm me on instagram at healthy be human pod little plug there for the instagram and you guys are me so proud of me I actually posted a reel on that podcast instagram for the first time in a while so I'm trying it, trying to get the game back up and yeah so let's get into things first things first so a question that i actually want to just like talk about because it just came into my mind and i've been getting a couple of questions about this and honestly i've been really really hesitant to talk about it on the podcast because i know there's so many mixed reviews and just mixed thoughts and feelings and all this stuff but i keep getting this question and it is from people who maybe are christians and they are struggling with The feeling of should I live with my significant other before marriage? And if you guys followed our story closely, we lived, we moved in together a year ago in New York City while we were still dating and then got married a month ago, like we said. So, this question is very, very, has a lot of different opinions about it. And I'm curious, John, I mean, I know your answer, but. What advice would you give to someone who is struggling with knowing what the best answer is and also how to get past the approval of others in this decision, especially in the Christianity, because this can be a very judgmental topic?
1: Yeah, um, that's a really loaded question because there's so many different views on it, like you said. Um, I don't think there's a right answer. I think ultimately it's up to like... God and and if you believe in God, then following what the Bible says, um, like not just reading it and like understanding it and being like, Oh, well, you know, I wonder if this applies to me, but, but like actually putting it into practice and then seeing the fruit from that. And if the fruit is you living with your significant other, then, then amazing. Um, you know, for us at the time, we were both pressing into God and listening to God, um, I was really hesitant to move in with Callie, um, because, you know, I'm like, a, I'm like I was like a finance bro in New York and didn't want to, you know, I like wanted my time and my space and like...
0: All of his friends were like, don't do it.
1: Yeah. All my friends who didn't have any fruit to show for in their lives, like they, they weren't happy or fulfilled or any of these things. Um, and especially everyone I talked to on wall street, like older than me, more experienced than me, but all of them were unhappy people had divorces and all this thing and I'm like man I'm getting all this advice to not move in I I literally had someone and and if this makes it to your ears Joe then God bless you because you're listening I
0: don't think Joe from Wall Street
1: listens to the podcast but if Joe hears this (laughs) I want you to know that your advice I I went completely against it he offered to buy me a second apartment (laughs) so that i wouldn't have to live with my girlfriend and he was he's kind of a baller i'm not gonna lie he had the money he had the means he saw something in me a spark in me and you know i thought that was great and i was like oh i i really care about his approval so um wait
0: he was gonna buy you a second apartment while living with me
1: uh he was gonna buy me a second apartment so that i wouldn't have to live with you
0: <laughs> that's harsh
1: so basically he was like, is it to save money? And I was like, well, that's, that's definitely a benefit. And he was like, dude, I'll buy you another apartment. Like, don't do it. Um, Cause you got to have your space. You got to have like time to rest. You got to have space to rest, especially in this industry. You got to be on the desk all the time. And, and the more I prayed about it and listened to it, I, I just and listened to God. I figured out, man, none of these people are fulfilled. None of these people are happy. Like, why would I listen to their advice? And so I went against it and, and I moved in with Callie and it was actually the best decision of my life. Um, I know I've been rambling. Do you, do you have anything to add? I I have a little bit more to answer to this question.
0: Okay. So also to, to preface this thing about his friends being like, no, you shouldn't live with her. I don't take no very well and something about me, I used to think I should be a lawyer because I am very good at being persuasive. And so when John tells me, he, so we've been looking at apartments and he goes, yeah, When one night he's like, we also were doing long distance too for anyone listening. I was in Miami, he was in New York city and I was just so excited to move in with him because I was like, oh my gosh, like I am so tired of doing long distance. I can't wait to just be with my best friend, live with my best friend, all this stuff and when he told me this news i remember the night so clearly i was with my best friend olivia in our apartment and i was like "Olivia, you're never gonna believe this and i was so upset and i remember we we took like shots i think it was shots of like kava or something and we like went on like a little walk around brickle and came back i think we got like gelato as well we came back and we were like i was like you know what I'm not gonna take no, like I'm gonna make a PowerPoint and I'm gonna prove him that he should live with me. And also if anyone listening is like, Callie, come on, like you're supposed to have the guy fight for you. Like, listen, I I know, I get it. I get that there's a whole like, let the guy fight for you. But I also, I also think that girls should also not go down without a fight if that's what you really want. So, and I knew that that was like the best thing to do. So I made a PowerPoint and basically wrote down like, all the reasons that living together would be amazing, and I fought for it because that's I cared about it, and so I wasn't gonna do the whole pull away thing because I really truly cared about our relationship, and I knew that without action, it wasn't gonna happen because people were speaking words into John from people who didn't really have healthy, happy relationships. Anyways, Olivia helped me make the PowerPoint, and it was really funny, and. I ended up saying to John and he ended up crying and it was like the really sweet moment and honestly brought us really close together because like I wanted to show him how much I loved him and cared about our relationship. So we ended up, he was like, okay, you know what, like, let's do it. So we ended up getting an apartment and living in it. So and that's where the controversy does come in because you guys know that we are Christians and I remember my mom's probably listening to me and she, she I told my mom and she goes, Callie. <laughs> she was so upset at me and there's so many just differing opinions out there about should you live with someone before you're married and in Christianity, it is in the Bible and preached about to not have sex before marriage. And obviously I'm gonna just like drop the elephant in the room when you live with someone you're dating it's it's it, it's expected, not expected, but the people assume that you're having sex. So let's talk about that. How do we navigate that?
1: I mean, first off, yeah, we were, and that was a time in our lives where we thought what we were doing was okay. Uh, we like kind of found ways to justify it in our minds, but that actually opened doors to like a lot of darkness and skewed um views on sex and all this stuff um so when we moved in together um yeah, i think Callie got a text saying hey like this is the statistics on divorce you know it, it's a lot higher if you move, move in with your significant other like before you get married and i was like you know what We've known each other for 10 years. It's not like we just met and we've been dating in New York. Like, it's not like we met on a dating app and have no idea who the other person is. Um, like, we met in high school. We, we have all these experiences from high school and college. Like, we knew each other and we knew that we wanted to be with each other well before we even started dating. So when we started dating and when we were considering moving in together, it was less of like, hey, like should we do this? Cause we're dating and more of, Hey, I really want to take the next step. How can we do that? And I mean, I wanted to get engaged very soon after, I think in August I was like, man, how do I buy a ring for Cali? Um, in October I was, I was heavily considering it. And so we moved in in June um, it took about two months before I was like, all right, how, like, how do I buy a ring? Because we really were that serious. Um, a lot of the reason I quit my job was because of love for Cali. Like I looked around and it was one day I was shadowing, um, cause I was in a, in a rotational program and, um, I got to sit on different desks and listen to different people and, and take notes and things. And one of the things I heard like two or three days before I quit my job was, um, just this this gentleman who was not appreciated by his wife, even though he was like pouring in so much energy and effort to his job um, so that he could provide for the family. And I just thought, man, I don't want that to be me. I don't want that to be me and Callie. Like I, I got to pour into her, not my job. And so a lot of the reason I quit was out of love. But um, to answer a long-winded, I guess to condense my long-winded answer pray about it because i know people in our church now that live together and we're having sex and then they they took a step back repented and like literally slept in different rooms to prevent temptation and like not giving into any of those um desires or anything but i mean for us we didn't necessarily like once we stopped having sex um pre-marriage like we didn't feel the need to sleep in separate rooms, but we were definitely like, okay, what's what's the point in waiting to get married? Um, we already live together, all these things. So it, it's a lot to consider, but I would say ultimately just pray about it and and see, see from there.
0: Yeah, and also too, I mean, adding on to that, like if someone listening right now, if you're living with your boyfriend, having sex, all this stuff, like I want to be very clear that you should not feel shame because I remember when I first part of the reason why I left the church when I was in college is because so uh, I mean, just opening up, being very vulnerable, like I remember so in high school is when I actually first lost my virginity. And I remember my Sunday school leader basically gave this like whole answer about, oh, if you're gonna if you have sex before you're married, or no sorry. if you, I think it was, if you drink alcohol before you're married, you're going to have sex before you're married. You're going to do, then you're going to start doing drugs before you're married. And it was just like this very dramatic, like thing about sex. And I know like at the time I remember just hearing her talking about having sex for marriage in a very shameful way that was very, um, it was very guilt based, or at least it made me feel very guilty. And I didn't feel like I could really open up about things I was struggling with or, even I had a weird skewed relationship with sex because the church from what I'd learned had always made it feel like, oh, once you lose your virginity, you can never never go back and you should be ashamed. And it simply pushed me away to be completely honest. And I, I definitely had a weird relationship with sex. And so like John was saying, I mean, we were having sex for marriage and I had a lot of struggles and trauma around sex that I didn't really realize until it came pushing to the surface when we started dating. And I think what really, really happens. So this happened several times. And the first time in New York city, I remember listening to this podcast and I was getting back into my faith with the Lord. And it was this podcast about sex as a, having sex for marriage and all this stuff while being a Christian. And I remember listening to this episode and the first thoughts I had was, ugh, not another one of these episodes shaming me as a Christian for having sex for marriage, just like the eye roll. And then I was like, you know what, we're gonna keep listening to this. It actually kind of hit home for me and it wasn't it wasn't a very shameful thing. Like, I remember listening to this episode and for the first time I actually was like, okay, I can kind of, I guess, understand it a little bit better why Christians like don't think having sex for marriage is good. So I started to kind of feel this like weird conviction in my stomach about this. And I was just like, I don't know. Like, is this right? Is this wrong? That confusion about, should I be having sex before marriage? This is in New York City. And I remember talking to my friend about it on a walk and i it was the first time I'd ever opened up to anyone who was Christian about sex because I'd always felt so weird talking about it because I was like I feel like everyone in the church is like a virgin and is like judgmental and all this stuff so I clearly had a weird relationship with it in the church but I talked about it to my friend on this long walk and I was just like I don't know I feel weird about having sex for a marriage like I just don't know what to do and I remember her answer I think her answer was just like pray about it and I was just I was praying about this conviction that I was feeling and I want to get one thing straight conviction and shame are totally different things completely different things shame is trying to make you feel guilty and make you feel like you're a horrible horrible person and you're not worthy and you're not good enough in god's eyes like that is shame and that's from the enemy that's not from the lord where conviction is like when a parent like scolds you for or calls you out for doing something that is going to be harmful for you so say you to put your hand on a burning hot stove and your parent yells at you stop That's what I look at conviction as from the Lord, as, hey, that's going to hurt you. And I want to talk about also why, why sex before marriage can be harmful, because that was another answer I never received and I was always so freaking confused about, but we'll get into that. So basically, I started praying about this in New York City and I... I told you guys in a previous episode, like one way to hear from the Lord is to read scripture. So I was opening the Bible and just kind of like reading whatever. And I just remember I kept reading different things about sex and about lust. And I was just like, ugh, like I don't want to like not have sex. Like what's going to happen to my relationship? Because I'd always had associated sex with a guy loving me. I thought that in order for a guy to love me, I had to have sex with him. So That was kind of like my relationship with sex. It was like very toxic. Anyways, basically had this realization and that was the first time we stopped having sex while we were living together for like a month, I think, in New York. And then fast forward, I think we just got like, I don't know why we like stopped abstaining from it, but I think we just kind of got confused to be honest. And just that feeling of like, I don't really know what's the right answer kind of came up and like, oh, how is how is living together and having sex and being committed to each other different than actually being married? Like, does God see it differently? So that was a whole other thing that came up. Do you want to talk about that a little bit more about marriage? Something that is very near and dear to my heart is talking about hormonal health on this podcast. I remember the first time I got my period, it was right before leaving for figure skating practice, and let me tell you, everything about it was miserable. I bawled my eyes out the entire car ride wondering if I would ever stop feeling like this. Okay, a little dramatic, I know, but I felt similar emotions last year when I continued to struggle with hormonal acne, up and down moods, and painful periods. After doing lots of research, I realized as women, we are never taught in school that painful periods aren't normal. In fact, your body could be signaling to you that your hormone levels are off and need some support that's where hormone harmony steps in hormone harmony is your complete natural hormone support for women that adapts to the body's unique needs and can help maintain optimal hormone levels relieve occasional bloating and mild mood swings while improving sleep quality and supporting weight management trusted by over 1.2 million customers happy mammoth the company that created hormone harmony is dedicated to making women's lives easier and that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work. for women. Have you ever heard of maca root extract? I've loved maca for a while now because it has been shown to provide sustained energy, relieve mild mood swings, and support a healthy desire and drive. Okay, what about ashwagandha extract? This ingredient in hormone harmony has been shown to help the body adapt to stress and support cortisol levels, which is so key the week before your period. Another ingredient that really sticks out to me is Chase tree berry extract, which has been shown to relieve monthly symptoms of PMS like bloating, cramps, acne, breast tenderness, and the pre-period Girl, hour that we probably already all know at this point. And the biggest benefit of taking Hormone Harmony in over 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony, feeling like myself again, is what women mentioned over and over. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at HappyMammoth.com. Just use the code Cali at checkout. That's HappyMammoth.com and use the code Cali for 15% off today. You may have heard me talk about this before, but something I've been prioritizing in 2024 is taking small actions each day to improve at least 1% in my physical, mental, and spiritual health. One of those daily healthy habits I've been loving is taking care of my gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. I first started taking Seed way back in 2019 when I was having all sorts of painful gastrointestinal issues and was getting no answers from my doctor. During this time, I dove into the world of holistic health and learned how important a healthy gut microbiome is for the rest of the body to thrive and feel amazing. So I started consistently taking a daily probiotic for the first time ever and experienced significant ease in my bloating. My digestion became healthy and regular and I noticed an increase in my energy levels and mood. One of the many things I love about Seed is how easy it is to fit Seed into my daily routine. No refrigeration is needed and the free travel vial from the Welcome Kit allows you to take DSO-1 on the go, which we love love it, especially with summer travels right around the corner as you know i'm currently pregnant and i'm super cautious about what different things i'm putting into my body so i definitely feel reassured taking dso1 over other probiotics because of their rigorous scientific testing and 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains trust your gut with seeds dso1 daily symbiotic go to seed.com cali and and use code 25cali to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash cali, code 25cali.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, it's no different sharing a hotel room as it is living with someone. Like, the doors are open the temptation can arise i'm not saying that it will okay
0: wait, why is the temptation bad i just want to like tell like because i remember hearing that and being like but i don't understand why it's so bad
1: um the thing is like and i'll be honest like part of my testimonies i struggled with porn since i was like 10 and i know it's not just guys it's girls too um but like i struggle with pornography for several years And that gave me a really skewed, messed up view of sex and the expectations of dating and um, intimacy and all this stuff. Um, When we stopped having sex, I actually experienced a lot of healing from like my views on that. Um, But when we started having sex again and then we moved to Florida, um, I was actually tempted a lot by like the idea of pornography again. And like, I was just so sick of it. Cause I had like broken it off and like I had made a commitment to like stop watching it and, and I'm clean. And like, I, I've been totally honest with Callie like the entire time. And I was like, I, like, I'm so tired of struggling with this. Like I want to be faithful. So if that's not a reason enough for why it's bad, like if you don't want to cheat on your significant other, then like stay away, you know, try and minimize temptation if you can. So one of the ways um, we minimized temptation was like just completely stopping having sex. And after we healed from that and, um, and, and closed any doors, any beliefs that, um, you know, we had to have sex to be connected or, or anything like that. I mean, like, all the tormenting and the temptation just stopped like i wasn't experiencing the temptation like i had been even though i had been abstaining but like because we had i don't know i guess like we had experienced the lord in a different way and um like found out what this temptation really is and like in the demonic realm and stuff like that like that's a whole different podcast there's a whole different podcast but there are doors that we had open that once they were shut brought they just brought so much peace back to our relationship and like comfort and assurance and confidence and faithfulness like there was no mental and emotional like tormenting or temptation i mean um, I guess, yeah, I mean that's one reason why temptation is bad, because like if it causes you to stumble, then then like that affects not only you spiritually, but like that affects your partner, um affects people around you, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think also things for like sharing. Um, I think sometimes it's gonna be scary to open up, but I always say and we always talk about this, me and John talk about this a lot, how important it is to bring the darkness to the light because a lot of the times some of the things that feel like they have the biggest chokehold and grip on us are things that we just haven't pressed out and shared and just brought to the light i mean the things that the enemy tries to make us feel so ashamed of i mean those are the things that we really need to bring out into the light and so You know what i'm gonna bring something else out into the light that i've been truly so afraid to share and i think it's about time to share and i think going on to other things other reasons why it was important at least for me to stop having sex and this was this was more about like so i've cheated before i've cheated on my several partners emotionally and physically and i haven't like shared that with anyone except for John knows and my parents know um and the, the person people they, they don't know because I I never told them and they never found out um but basically that was something that held so much shame over me and even just saying it now on the podcast, like thousands and thousands of people, it's like releasing that because that that doesn't define me as a person. But I think for me, it was really, really important to, like I said, be able to see that I could be loved by somebody without having sex with them. And even like the temptations, I mean, I struggled with... Addiction to sex. And that's where some of that just lusting and cheating came in because I was lusting for more. And as a result, my eyes were turned and I cheated on the person that I was with at the time that had made that commitment to. And it's like John was saying, like removing those things from our lives that are bringing us down. Because let's get one thing straight with God is that He's our Father and He wants the best for us. And Yeah, the Bible says don't have sex before marriage. And yeah, it can suck in the moment because it's fun to have sex and it makes you feel close to the person you're with and you love, but it's ultimately protecting us. And it was hard for me to grasp this because it's going to open doors. And while sex, God created sex and sex is not a bad thing at all. Sex is a beautiful thing. It literally creates life is it can be bad if it bonds us to the wrong people and it's like you're giving a piece of yourself to the person that you're sleeping with and like when I was doing that before I was married with people and then cheating on them with other people or other person like it just that is getting really twisted with different soul ties and like it's really hard emotionally to remove that from like my it's hard to like Remove those relationships from my life, like when they end. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Do <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say at
1: all? Keep going. You got this.
0: Okay. Anyways, <laughs> it's really hard when, um I don't know. It, it's just having sex or marriage with like multiple people, it's really hard to like completely break those relationships when they end and to get that part of you back. And it's called soul ties. And we ask for our soul ties back and basically that's a whole other podcast and if you guys want to hear about it about all of the spiritual realm like we can go we can go there but I know a lot of people listening may not be Christians, and maybe like what are you talking about but that's that's okay um but anyways I think I just have really learned in the past few months like the beauty of of not like of the beauty of God's trying to protect us and we don't always have to understand what he's protecting us from but I have experienced that protection and I understand so much deeper now like why it's important to wait to have sex before you're married because when you're married you have this new covenant with this person and you're you're becoming one with this person and if you've already like look reborn virgin all that stuff it's I know this sounds sounds so like I don't know like cringy reborn virgin like I don't know I feel like that's kind of whatever but I feel like it's it's true and I think the the whole thing about like there's been so many things I've seen with the church where it's like oh once you lose your virginity it's like a flower you squish and you can't ever like re make the flower beautiful again like that's a that's a that's a lot that's bs but point is is that yes even if you've been with 10 people 30 people 40 people like you can still you can still like dive into the word and pray and ask for like, wisdom and discernment on what is the right thing should i be having sex before marriage should i be living with my partner like god like what do you want me to do because ultimately we can be telling you our experiences with it we can be telling you hey like when we started waiting till marriage like it made our relationship a lot better and like we can be telling you these things but ultimately it comes down to like what is god want for your life and praying and asking him for that and like if the answer is hard to hear just keep pressing in and like pray for just like like pray to understand like that answer. And I think something I'm like totally rambling right now, but I think something that really helped me is when I had someone in my life who was married and in a really healthy relationship and I was able to ask her, hey, what does sex look like in marriage versus not in marriage? And she had been, she had had sex before marriage and obviously had sex in her marriage and was able to tell me, here's the difference. And that answer, that like knowledge of, okay, this is what it looks like was able to help me so much in understanding God's conviction that he had given on to me about waiting till marriage. So that's my very long winded answer. And I get this DM all the time about like sex for marriage. and I've totally been push- pushing it off because I've been like, oh my gosh, like there's so much just like, you know, there's so much like controversy around it. But I just want to say like, no matter if you're having sex for marriage, if you're waiting, like no matter what, like God is still going to love you. And there is no reason to feel sh- ashamed. Like that shame, that that enemy telling you to like not tell anyone about it or if you're watching struggling with watching porn like that shame of, of don't tell anyone about it or if you're like struggling with cheating on your boyfriend or your girlfriend like that shame like that shame is not from God and that shame is from the enemy who's trying to hold you back so like just realize that shame is a lie and no matter what decision you're making like you're still enough and you're still worthy and you're still worthy of love and you still deserve love and I just, I told myself for so long, like when I was, when I had cheated, like I was just such an awful person. I didn't deserve love. Like I had that just running through my mind all the time. And I just think it's important to like, don't let that hold you back. I'm like literally on a tangent right now, but do you have anything to add or
1: say? That was beautiful, Callie. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, I'm really, really proud of you. Yeah. Bring the darkness into the light and it'll lose so much, so much of its power like when we were, I think, two two months into dating, Callie and I were just, you know, having like cute cuddle sesh time or whatever. And, um, you know, it was great. We were in a really safe, intimate space. And, playing a game. yeah, we were playing a game of like truth or dare.
0: And I asked him the question of, I was like, there's like a cute, like funny question, like, oh, like, what's one thing that you've never told anyone before? Like, trying to like get deep with him and like have him tell me like a little secret. I don't know.
1: Yeah. And, and I like, in that moment, I was like, man, I've heard testimonies from other people who waited till they were engaged to tell their partner that they struggled with porn. And I was like, I'm not making that same mistake because that other situation ended poorly. Thank you, Nick, for your story, if you hear this episode. And so I brought my deepest, darkest secret and struggle into the light And I said, Callie, I've been struggling with porn since like middle school, elementary school. And the conversation, the the mood totally changed, but it was still very supportive and loving. And she was like, well, what does that mean? And I kind of explained, she's like, well, what is it? What is it like? And I kind of explained and I was like, listen, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. It just like it's had this grip on me for so long. Um, And after that. I did not watch it and and I prayed for breaking of chains tied to it and you know I've closed doors that have opened stuff you know to it and and I've gotten kind of confused with what, what you know what is it what is it not um in the healing process but um ultimately anything that involves like lusting after other people is just not it's just not good for your marriage, not good for your relationship, not good for the person you're even talking to. Like, it's it's not good for you either. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of healing that comes in revealing darkness into the light.
0: And also too, I mean, going off of just like protecting your mind, I think something that also answered a lot of my confusion around sex before marriage and lust and all of that is... It's end of the day. It's, it's seriously God wanting to protect you. And for me, in my case, something that I realized was not helping the situation with I want to abstain from sex for marriage what are things in my life right now that are making it really hard for me and are making me stumble and for me i was loving Colleen hoover books so much i thought they were amazing and i love the stories but if you read a Colleen hoover book it's pretty sexual and low-key book porn <laughs> so i realized reading books like that just weren't helping me and I just started looking more at what am I consuming on the day-to-day and really not trying to not trying to be like this super, I guess, uptight Christian, but more so trying to genuinely just protect my mind and help me, help myself. It's like the same thing as going on a TikTok spiral, knowing knowing that's gonna hurt you it's trying to be disciplined enough to protect yourself and to help the future version of you and the present you but i want to quickly just pivot into one more thing that i really want to chat about and it is dating engage in marriage so a book we read that i don't really recommend is i think it's called like single dating and engaged marriage like i know it's a pretty popular book but there are just things in the book I just, I personally was like, eh, I don't know. There's some scripture that was misinterpreted and quoted and whatever. The actual book itself had some good points though, so I don't want to sit there and like bash this book. But what I did love from this book that I want to just quickly talk about is how it's easy to get stuck in the dating phase of relationships. And the dating phase should be a transition phase. And a lot of times in our society and culture, we tend to get very comfortable in this phase and don't want to commit something bigger. I'm I'm guilty of this. I've been in like a four-year relationship and I was very just comfy in the relationship. And I remember I was like, if someone asked me, like, oh, are you going to get engaged or get married? Like, I'd be like, okay, like, I don't know, like five more years, like <laughs> date for like 10 years. But I think something that this book did bring to light is how in this culture and day and age, like the actual progression through the different phases of a relationship, it is not nearly as fast as it used to be. So I wanted to see if you have anything you want to say on tips and tricks for someone to move through the different phases.
1: I would say if you're single, press into your singleness. Um, Now that doesn't mean like (laughs) go meet, you know, people of the opposite gender or whatever, like that you're pursuing. Uh, What I mean by pressing into your singleness is like, hey, I have three hours after work. And I have no ties to anyone. I have no obligations. How can I grow with the Lord? How can I like improve my health and wellness? Um, what hobbies can I start doing again or start doing? And while you're single, just enjoying it. Um, and once you're dating, figure out is this person the one? Um, you know, kind of go through different parts of life. I think it's important to see them in social settings in one-on-one settings around pets around parents around grandparents um around kids I mean just like really really get to know them um go hiking (laughs) that's definitely a good way to get to know somebody um go walking maybe go running go swimming like do activities just get to know the person better like play tennis see how they react under competition I mean like all these things um and see, like, okay, is this someone that I want to to be like co parents with, um, with children? And if not, I mean, then then you got your answer. I mean, like, don't get married. Um, that's my that's my personal decision.
0: Also, I want to add on to to this whole thing. It should not take you four years to know if the person's the one. <laughs> it seriously, like, I I did that. I I remember it was like fourth year of dating this person no hate to that person at all but I always remember I was always like I don't know I just don't know oh my gosh if you don't know after four years they're not the right person and doesn't mean they're a bad person at all like they can be a great part a great partner a great friend but it doesn't mean they are your soulmate and I think I always was like am I I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I just don't think I'm going to know. I think there can be multiple people out there for me. I think I'm just never going to know if it's the right person. Because I wasn't with the right person. And then when I started dating John, I remember I knew... I mean, I knew I was... I knew I went to date... I knew I went to marry John, like, honestly, years before that. But I always had this feeling about him. I couldn't shake. But anyways... I knew after probably a month of dating John that I wanted to marry John and that he was the right person. Like I just had this unexplainable feeling about him that I just, I'd never had with any other person in my entire life. So that's another thing is you will know pretty quickly early into the relationship if the person is the right person. And if you're in year four and you're still confused, like I don't, sorry to break it to you, but I don't think they're the right person for you
1: or they are the right person and you just got to convince them dude buy me a freaking ring yeah, like yeah
0: i take that back i take that back
1: they could totally be the right person because listen i know people that are very close to me they they have been dating for 4 years i ask them so when are you going to get engaged they're like oh maybe 4 or 5 years from now and i'm thinking like why would you wait and for me, I mean, I was like, yeah, I'm going to wait till like the perfect time. And I just, you know, I'm still feeling it out. And really what it is, it's, it's fear of commitment. And, um, yeah, just, it, you know, try and empower your partner to, to like, be ready for that.
0: And I think too, what kind of more what I was saying is, cause I kind of was just like, don't be with them is there's a difference between fear of commitment, like John's saying of, Oh, it's been four years, five years. And. I'm still waiting to get engaged versus I still don't know if they're the right person for me. There's a difference. And the difference is that I would struggle to imagine myself walking down the aisle with this person that I was dating. I literally could not imagine myself walking down the aisle. And that's a pretty big red flag right there that I don't think they're the right person for me. And almost like settling, settling for things that I knew that an example the smallest thing flowers buying me flowers I had voiced over and over again how much I loved flowers and it just meant a lot to me to have flowers and that wasn't that wasn't really being processed or understood and so like something as small as that raised a bit of a red flag for me because I was like okay well if this in the dating phase isn't gonna be heard when we're married. Will this also will this not be heard? So it, it just things like that. Be very, very mindful of are is the person you're dating are they hearing your love languages? Are they receiving that and wanting to make you feel loved versus are you doing the same thing? Do you see their love languages and know what makes them feel loved and special? And are you doing that? So things like that are really important to be mindful of when you're dating someone because they're not gonna change when you guys are married if they're struggling to show you love now it's probably not going to get much easier when you're actually together officially in marriage
1: i would say the exception is when they actually do try to love you better if they're not trying to love you better every day um, that might be a difficult decision I just got called out for saying the word um a lot So I apologize If there's a lot of ums um, Callie's probably going to go back and fix it But if there's a lot of ums I'm sorry
0: It's just 9pm and I've already procrastinated This has to, be, has to drop in three hours
1: That's fair Engagement Let's wrap this up folks Engagement <laughs> is a beautiful time to plan the marriage. And I think that's all it should be. And marriage is its own special thing. And, you know, Callie and I are still figuring out marriage and what it's supposed to be, but we love it. And there's ups and downs, just like in a, any other relationship. The only difference is we're committed to one another and we're committed. We have a covenant before God and before people to love each other no matter what. And so that's, that exception that I was talking about in the dating phase, you know, are they willing to continue to love you in hard times? Right. Or despite what they think love is, um, where like you receive love in a different way. It's that it's, it's loving someone no matter what, and also working through how to love someone better constantly. Um, that's, that's what marriage has been for the past four weeks for us. And it's been beautiful. And, You know, we've had sex in a really healthy way, (laughs) but it's been way more beautiful. And it's honestly been completely different. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just been completely different than when we were having sex pre-marriage. So I hope that's a little motivation for you. And I love how this episode started off as um, (laughs) travel tips. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was our prompt Was summer travel tips So I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say If you guys want summer travel tips uh, Go ahead and DM Callie At healthybuthumanpod on Instagram And um, and we'll definitely Make sure to get an episode
0: in Yeah I was like we're trying to figure out We spent probably a good five minutes Talking about what should we talk about in this episode Because it's already what 9pm We started recording this at like 8pm And we're already just having a full day Of just chaos and Honestly, I was freaking out because I was like, I have to record this on video and it's dark outside and the light. I was honestly just freaking out and being dramatic. But anyways, we were like, let's talk about some summer travel tips. And you guys, John had no idea that I was going to throw this like a massive deep prompt question at him. I didn't even think I was going to, but I was like, you know what? This is something that I keep getting messaged about and I'm resisting talking about. So we're going to talk about some more summer travel tips today
1: do message us at healthy but human pod make sure to follow the podcast at healthy but human pod on instagram like comment, subscribe. like comment subscribe on this video leave a review for the podcast it means a lot and it helps us reach a lot more people yeah
0: honestly though guys i really appreciate you so much and i know that like i say it all the time but seriously to everyone who's made it this far 51 minutes into the episode like You are amazing and special and I am so blessed to have you in this community and the fact that people even listen to the podcast every week blows my mind. So shout out you guys because keep coming back for more because you guys are awesome and all the support in the world like also blows my mind too. I just really appreciate it. So thanks so much guys for listening and I'll see you next week and follow John also. What's your Instagram, John?
1: My Instagram is at John Gually, J-O-H-N-G-U-A-L-Y. You will see that my bio um, is the places I've lived, and that's about it.
0: (laughs) And also, John makes music. Go listen to his music on Spotify, Gualz, G-U-A-L-Z. And he's also going to become a fitness instructor, so tell all your boys out there that there is a fitness instructor coming to town, named John Gwally, who's going to put some fire content out there, and I'm going to train him. So, trained by Sweaty Studio, John Gwally. All right. I feel like I'm getting weird. I'm delirious. I'm tired. My voice is
1: gone.
0: I'm, like, croaking. Okay, guys. Bye. Have the best day ever, and stay healthy, be human.
1: Bye, guys. Stay, oh, stay healthy, be human. <laughs> bye.